welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is the podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Hi guys and welcome to episode 28 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host Belinda Risley and today I'm joined by the lovely Jess Shanahan all the way from the UK. Jess is currently the writer of Get Paid to Race and if you haven't read that book yet I highly recommend it. We do have a special available for you today at the end of the show so please make sure you listen all the way to the end. And guys, if you haven't already, we'd love to have you on board at our closed Motorsport Sponsorship Facebook group. Just search in Motorsport Sponsorship in Facebook and we'll be happy to have you part of the team. Now, for this episode, I highly recommend that you grab a pen and paper because Jess does drop some fantastic tips about gaining sponsorship around branding um, and everything that I love to talk about, really. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I do. So let's get started. Welcome to the show, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. Every time I have an interview, I always say I'm very excited to have you. And every time I say that, <laughs> I really am very excited because you're <laughs> all the way from the UK um, to talk about your brand new book. Um, but not only that, but just also your time over in the UK and what you do over there. So again, welcome to the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about you for the Oz folks that don't know you. So my name is Jess Shanahan and amongst other things I run Racing Mentor which is a service I set up to help racing drivers who are struggling to find sponsorship by teaching them business skills because I found that a lot of racers were they're supremely talented but were just struggling to get funding and I found that really frustrating so with a background in marketing and PR, I thought uh, there's room for someone to set up something that can coach these drivers, give them the skills, sales skills, marketing skills, etc., to better serve sponsors and therefore get more of them and get more funding and stay on track. Cool. And how did you get into it? Like, have you raced yourself? Were you born and bred into motorsport? What's your story into motorsport? It's really weird, actually. Like, I, I've always been into motorsport. I was a massive Formula One fan for many years. And I'm very much one of those people that if I'm interested in something, I will turn it into my career. So for a long time, that was music, then it was fashion, and then it was motorsport. But it all came about, um, I was an automotive journalist, I still am. And I was on a car launch in Wales with Vauxhall. And I met Rebecca Jackson, who is a uh, British racing driver. And we just hit it off. We became instant friends and I started working for her and that was kind of my route into motorsports. So I did some work with her on her PR, um, did some events with her and I now do her content writing still after all these years. So yeah, after working with her for a while, I realized oh, I love this. I love being in the paddock. I love hanging around with race cars and I wanted more of it. So um, I just went, right, that's what I'm going to do and became a motorsport journalist, but also did kind of PR and all that kind of thing as well. Wow. And I believe you had your own race team as well. I did. Yeah. In, uh, I think it was the 2015 season, maybe the 2000s, no, the 2016 season of the Porsche championship. I ran a um, Porsche 924 under my automotive brand's name which was turn eight racing and we had two really kind of spectacular drivers in this gorgeous classic porsche um and i think we won our first five races um we secured a load of sponsorship and i think e even though the drivers were were sharing the car we got 
plenty of trophies and quite quite a high up championship finish considering we were only technically they were only technically doing half the races each so yeah that was a big achievement but it was so much work (laughs) yeah I can imagine yeah (laughs) yeah so it was a lot for, for me it was just kind of running around just making sure everyone was happy but there was a lot of kind of like sponsorship acquisition and relationship building going on in the background and then on a race weekend I'd be doing anything from like changing a wheel to doing some live video to you know just schmoozing with uh, sponsors and potential sponsors or hanging out in hospitality so it was really really varied but it was so much kind of time away from home and I was only really helping one team and that that's kind of where Racing Mentor was born from because so many people were seeing how professional we were for what is club racing Um, and I was like well surely everyone's doing it like this and I realized that our approach was so different to anyone else's Um, people kept coming to me saying hey can you help me out and I said yeah I gave them some advice but I couldn't help everyone that way that's that's where racing mentor and all the courses and the book and everything kind of was born from was from turning racing so you don't just do that you're a lady of many talents as you said <laughs> i don't know how you fit it all in but you do do other journalistic work for um, automotive lifestyle do you still do that as well and how did you get into journalism was obviously when you first started um your degree you weren't anticipating doing motorsports so <laughs> right. how you kind of got in, into the motorsports but when, yeah. when you started your degree your degree first up what was your main objective back then well I actually didn't do a degree mm-hmm. so that's I've come from a different kind of position than a lot of people I um I started yeah yeah and it's good because it meant that I was I got to progress a lot quicker so I'm only 30 and I have about 15 years experience as a journalist because I started when I was in high school yeah. so I started by writing for local music magazines just unpaid work just doing it for the love of it and for free gig tickets and to you know hang out and party with bands which was brilliant when you're 15 <laughs> and kind of from there I, I continued to write even when I had rubbish sales jobs at the the very very start of my after I left college um, I had rubbish sales jobs but I was always doing freelance writing on the side I did a few kind of fashiony things I wrote for um, a local glossy magazine on beauty um, and I also have my own fashion blog, which is still still up and running, but I don't spend as much time on it now as I once did. But then I started working in PR and my bosses were both amazing, you know, national, international journalists and published authors. So with working with them, I got a lot more of a, an opportunity to write for different kinds of publications. So I was writing about luxury interiors, fashion, beauty, all sorts with them. And then when I left that job, I realized that journalism and writing was the thing that I really loved doing. So I kind of just grew it from there. I'm very, very determined. And if there's something that I want to do, I will just do it and make it my career. So, you know, I was invited to all sorts of kind of ridiculous fashion shows. I went to Fashion Week and I was on the front row for some shows there. And I then started, once I kind of started moving more into the automotive scene, I started doing video blogs and things like that, car reviews. So it just kind of built from there. It feels like looking back, it was quite organic and just a really kind of, oh yeah, step by step, this is how my career went. I didn't really think about it, but I think on a subconscious level, I was very like focused. This is what I'm going to do and I know how to do it. Yeah. And so you've got two businesses, so Racing the Mentor, so Racing Mentor and Jet Social. What's that? What's social about? So that's kind of, that's the business I set up after I left my um, PR job. So 
Um, it was once upon a time, it was a full service marketing agency doing kind of media buying, advertising and PR, copywriting, everything. But again, that kind of evolved as my journalism career evolved. So it's now mostly a content agency, although mo all of my brands kind of run under the, the Jet Social umbrella. So anyone that's worked with Racing Mentor or um, has read my Terms of Edition or anything like that will see that it's kind of like the parent company. So in, it's not really a thing in its own right anymore. It's, it's just kind of where, where I came from and how my business is registered. But um, I do still do some content writing under that, under that name and, and obviously all my journalism work goes through there as well. Yeah, and so let's get back to your real passion, so into Racing Mentor. Uh, you mentioned before uh, just that when you were uh, having your own race team and you did that weekend and that those race weekends, that, um, you know, people coming asking you kind of questions and, and were surprised by the professionalism of your team. What were some of the things that you were doing or that you do do or you do promote now to drivers? Like what's the most common concern drivers come and talk to you about or seek your advice for? So it's almost always to do with sponsorship. So a lot of the time when drivers come to me, um, and you'll probably understand this, they, they, they come to me and they say, I need to get sponsors. And I say, what have you tried and all this? And, and generally it comes down to a lack of a strong brand. So motorsport sponsorship and actually lot, sponsorship in a lot of other industries as well has really, really changed over the last decade, but probably even more so in the last three to five years. And it's less now about, oh, here's a sticker on a car. It's a really cool thing that, you know, um, that you can be part of. It's more about treating a driver like an influencer, like you would, you know, an Instagram star or a YouTube star. So um, I, t I talk a lot to drivers about the importance of their brand and how they can grow it, how they can get more followers, all that kind of thing. But mostly drivers are coming to me saying that they're sending out sponsorship emails and no one's getting back to them. And that's, that's quite a big one. So that that's often usually because their pitch isn't good enough or just because they're not following up. But yeah, the, the, the main, and sorry, because, go on. And because they're cold calling? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I think because um, mostly a driver will go, Oh, that looks like an interesting company that I've just seen online, bash out an email going, Hey, do you want to sponsor me? And here is my proposal. And the business goes spam um, and then never gets back to them. Whereas at least if they follow up, especially if they do it over the phone, they, they have the chance to start building that rapport with that business. But a lot of the time, even with a warm lead and some, someone that they already know, if they send a generic email like that, then probably not going to get a response, even if it is a friend. Yeah, and so Racing Mentor um, has a lot of coaching packages available and different courses online. Yeah. Do you want to talk us through um, some of them that you have available? Yeah, of course. So I wanted to offer various different levels to drivers. So drivers that are brand new to searching for sponsorship or ones that have been doing it for a long time with no luck whatsoever. I have, I, ha I had for a while the sponsorship bootcamp, which is a, a really, really basic course, but I suppose the book Get Paid to Race now replaces that. Both of them are, a, the sponsorship bootcamp is a very, very basic kind of overview of this is what you need to know about your audience. This is what you need to know about sponsors. This is how to pitch and this is how to research. Um, and then Get Paid to Race, the book expands on that. So it, it, it goes into a lot more detail about how to build your profile as an influencer and a racing driver, how to find a niche so you stand out from all the other racing drivers out there 
and also kind of then how to research and pitch really sell the benefits of what you're doing but then it also goes into detail about how to sign a contract with a sponsor which a lot of drivers overlook and get stung by but then also how to hold on to sponsors as well once you've got got them from there there's a few other kind of things that that people can go into if they feel they need a bit more assistance then there is a a group coaching package that's tied to the book called six weeks to success um, and that runs semi-regularly the first one starts on the 30th of january um, and we all get together at the same time once a week for six weeks and just go through the different parts of the book which will help drivers apply it exactly to what they're doing so we can help them work out what their niche is because not everyone learns in the same way so whereas one person might be able to read the book and go, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And they go off and do it. Others might look at this and go, I don't know how to apply this to what I'm doing. So that's the whole point of the training. So we can kind of, I can talk to them. They can discuss with one another. They can ask questions. I also have some templates people can download as well. If people, if they're struggling to pitch or they're, or they're not confident in their writing abilities. Sponsorship templates have been really popular. And I know a lot of drivers success with that because they, the, the way that the templates are laid out, they kind of force drivers to really talk about the benefits of what they can bring to a business in the very first instance. Um, but then they also include follow-up templates. So if a driver follows that, there's no chance that they will not get a reply, even if it's you know one that they have to phone up or go to a meeting to, they'll definitely get a reply from following that. And then for drivers that are really serious or want really quick results or a really, really high figure. I also offer one-on-one coaching and that's obviously completely bespoke depending on what they're struggling with, what they already know, what they don't and so on. You're so busy, Jess. How do you have time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very time efficient. And this is another thing I like to teach, not just drivers, but motorsport business owners is how to automate everything that you can. So your time is freed up to do other stuff. So so for, for example, like the sponsorship bootcamp, if someone goes on that, it, it runs itself and they, they, I only have to kind of dip in if they, if they have other, other questions. So there's drivers in the background doing all this stuff and learning from my content, whereas I can focus my actual day-to-day time on posting on social media, but also doing coaching as well. Yeah, so what do you do day-to-day? You're so busy. With oh, the it, it, it really varies. <laughs> um, I have a lot of coaching clients, so a lot of the time I'm out and about because I prefer to do them in person. But when that's not possible, I do Zoom calls like this or Skype calls. So I get to chat with um, various different drivers at different stages in their careers, working on different things. But also I do similar with motorsport businesses and also anyone who's looking for a career in motorsport, I do careers coaching for as well. Other than that, a lot of my time is spent kind of either out at events because it's good to kind of meet people, but also like the social media side that comes with, with that. I like kind of getting out and taking videos and photos and stuff ready to, you know, put on my social, social channels. So that's really fun. But then also there's a lot of time spent doing content creation. So um, Racing Mental has a blog and I, I usually put out content weekly, but I'm redeveloping the website at the moment. So that's taking up most of my time. But the, yeah, there's tons of free content on there, the blog posts about branding and sales and sponsorship and all sorts. So that takes up a lot of my time alongside creating new products and courses. And I have 
a really crazy schedule this year. I've planned out from January to December everything that I'm going to launch between now and then um, from books and reports and notebooks and downloadables and freebies and all sorts. So I look at my to-do list, I'm like, okay, you can do this. It's fine. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm going to be extra. Yeah, I'm going to be extra busy this year, but I like that. That gets me really excited. Yeah. And do you classify yourself to be more of a coach, mentor, or more of a manager of a driver? It would be coach, mentor. For, for a while, I, around the turn eight racing days, I had people coming to me saying, will you manage me? And I said, yeah, sure. But I was doing so much with Rebecca Jackson and with turn eight racing at the time that I realized there was a massive conflict of interest if I was working with multiple drivers. And that's kind of when it clicked that I was like, right, I need to do something that helps everyone. So I now no longer do any kind of management or sponsorship acquisition just because it, it wasn't really efficient time-wise in terms of helping the most people. So now I coach because if I'm coaching a driver, what I'm talking about is really specific to them um, and I can help them without be like with it, with no detriment to another client but it also means that they're gonna learn so if they stop if they have one session with me and learn something they can take that away and use it forever and even um if we have like a, a longer ongoing relationship they can still take away what they've learned and go and get sponsors themselves whereas in a client manager situation if that ever breaks down or one it stops for whatever reason the driver's then kind of stuck and I don't want that. I think drivers need to learn because otherwise they're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, Jessie, you I'm very passionate about the industry like I am. Um, what do you love about it? What made you stay here and, and, and pursue your career in motorsport? There's a, a really strange calming effect that race cars have on me. <laughs> it's I don't know whether it's just being out in the open or the rumble of an engine or something, but when I'm at a racetrack, I just feel really, really calm like I'm supposed to be there. And I was at Rockingham, which is sadly no, no longer going to be a circuit anymore, but I was at Rockingham at the end of last year. And I was sitting in the massive grandstands waiting for the lunch break so I could film a vlog. And I was just sitting there watching um, the end of the, the last race. And I was just like, I don't think I've ever felt this calm. Like, I, you know, I practice yoga, I meditate, I'm quite a calm person. But I was just there watching these cars, just like, oh, this is my happy place. And um, I, I, that, I think that's why I love working with racing drivers and other people in motorsport, because everyone feels like that. And I like that shared passion. That makes me really happy. Yeah, I have to agree 100%. I love the industry. And I'm sure over there, it's UK's a lot bigger than little Oz here. So <laughs> Lots more to share the love for. So just what made you um, want to write a book? Um, obviously, you're talking about having more reach and more of an impact. Um, was that like a, a decision for yourself that you're thinking that you could have, um, you know, better connection with drivers worldwide, I guess? Yeah, it, it kind of, it started as, oh, I want a, another product that can reach drivers and help them. But as I was writing it, I was like, wow, this could change lives. And I think, you know, it already has talking to, you know, some of the people that have read the book that are bringing in sponsorship and have, you know, moved from carts to cars when they never thought that they'd be able to, that, that kind of thing. That's really exciting. But I thought, yeah, this, this, this could be huge. So as I was writing the book, you know, I thought about kind of doing it on the cheap and just making it just like a really basic product that people could maybe just download or, um, doing it through Amazon's Create Space, but the further I got into it, I was like, no, 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 this is going to be high end, 
super slick, you know, a proper book that people will carry with them everywhere they're going, you know, to, to read before they go into a meeting just for a pep talk. And I wanted it to be very much in my own voice. So for people that aren't ready to go for coaching or can't afford it for whatever reason, I wanted them to basically have me in their hands. So like I'm talking to them and coaching them through the process. And yeah, it has been so good for reaching new people. So many, I've had so many new drivers and motorcycle riders as well kind of coming to me saying, oh, I, I read your book, you know, it was recommended to me by so-and-so or whatever. So it's been a really good way to grow my audience, but also help, uh, again, a wider range of people. Yeah, and it's a fantastic book. Um, everyone here knows that I've read the book and um, <laughs> I'm getting some more copies sent out. So we're going to have a special, this is going to send me some more books as the call of action for this podcast this week. And what are some of the other uh, great things about the book? Um, yeah, you said like there's some great tips, there's some actionable items for, for people to, to do. What it, what's your favourite thing about the book? So I think that my favourite thing about it that I, that I think is probably the most helpful is teaching drivers to find their unique selling point. So there are so, so many drivers out there just here in the UK, but also worldwide who are going into sponsors with the same approach of, hey, I'm a racing driver, I get X amount of reach, would you like to sponsor me? Which would be great if you were the only one doing it, but yeah. you're not. So um, the book kind of goes through a brainstorm of how to work out what your niche might be. And I do a few examples of football, fitness, fashion, and travel. Um, and you can obviously niche down further within those um those areas but for example you know if you're a racing driver who is really who who loves to travel talking about where you're going and what can be done at racetracks is a really great niche for your content and makes you stand out but you can then go to travel companies and say i have an audience that's interested in travel around racetracks would you like to sponsor me and they're suddenly so much more relevant than the other racing driver who doesn't have the travel niche so I think that's kind of a really, um, I've given away all my secrets now, haven't I? Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think that's a really, like you said, one trick, there's lots more. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really important part of the book because it's something that many drivers, they don't necessarily overlook it, but they have no clue where to start it. So I, I want to create something where they can kind of um, um, brainstorm it all. Brainstorm it all. And who's the book targeted for? Um, is it for the beginner driver, the amateur, the, the elite? Like when you're writing it, who were you thinking about in your head? So I, I have a, quite a wide range of drivers within kind of my audience. And I was targeting at them who are serious amateurs. So club racers who are looking to go on to big things. But a lot of them are already at that pro level but they need now they now need ridiculous sums of money to get to the next level so it's kind of between those two areas but I've had people buy the book who haven't even started racing yet who think oh that sounds really cool you know I've done a couple of track days I want to go racing so it's been quite relevant to them but then I've also had names everyone in the world would recognize obviously can't say who names you know really famous drivers buying the book and then when that order comes through I'm like who just bought my book yeah. Um, so it really is kind of all levels from, you know, the complete amateur through to the elite. Um, but I'd say the core audience is probably anyone at club level who has big ambitions, which I think is most of them. 
Um, but then also kind of the people that are, you know, really looking at next level stuff where there's a lot of money to be raised. And how long did it take you to write it? I feel like it was talking to you now. I feel like it was like, Oh, I just knocked it over in the weekend. (laughs) It wasn't quite that, but I have, I kind of have a lot of the content sitting ready. So, um, the basic bones of it came from the sponsorship bootcamp and then the, I kind of feel I, the knowledge I have is kind of all up there. So it's not like I had to do a ton of research. It just kind of all came out. And then I had a part written ebook all about branding and about the things that racing drivers could offer that I didn't really take anywhere because I didn't really like how it looked. So that kind of gave me maybe a quarter of the book. And then the rest I probably wrote out within three or four months. But I think, yeah, that, that seems really quick to me. And I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, what book do I want to write this year? Yeah. And um, I'm thinking I need to start now. But then I'm like, oh, no, I did it in three months. It'll be fine. But um, <laughs> it, it, was, it was three months of, you know, 14-hour days just writing and writing and writing. Every spare moment I had, like, you know, going in the car to visit family, I'd make my other half drive. And I'm, I'm sitting there typing away on my laptop in the passenger seat of my car. So it was a, it was a lot of work. I just happened to do it very quickly. Yeah. And um, do you have any advice for like competitors wanting to get started, um, I guess, with your motorsport sponsorship? Of course, buy your book um, and look at your course. Um, but other than that, like just, um, you know, where do they start? Like- so I, I would say if they're looking to start get, getting started with sponsorship, I'd look at what they firstly what they can offer and why it's different to everyone else um i think that's key because it's going to make you stand out to businesses um so finding your unique selling point um but then also working out what is it within what you offer what what benefits could that have to a business so i think a lot of people not just in motorsport but a lot of people get confused between features and benefits so for example if you can offer you know branding on a race car for example why does a business want that? Ask yourself, why would this benefit the business? Um, and try and tailor it to every business that you, you approach as well. Cool. So, <laughs> so what are your plans for 2019? You said you've got it all planned out. Is there anything exciting that you can tell us now? We have to kind of wait and see. You mentioned that you've got some <laughs> new templates coming out. So you've got some um, different courses maybe. Yeah, so um, a few things that I'm working on. Um, so the, the big thing that I'm doing um, for January is a six weeks to success course. So um, it's tailored to people that have bought the book. And like I said earlier, who just need a little bit of help applying it to what they're doing um, and want to kind of up their success rate and get, get some results really quickly from kind of, uh, it runs from the end of January through to about mid-Feb. Oh no, early March, it runs till early March. And then in June, I'm going to be running a really big, intensive, day-long branding masterclass. Oh, yeah. um, I'll probably do two, one for drivers and one for businesses. So the one for drivers will be a day-long session, no more than about maybe 10 or 15 people. And we will go through how to build your brand. So that's you know, what your unique selling point is, why business should be interested in you, the different kinds of content you can create around that, who your audience is, all that kind of stuff to, to really kind of get drivers on the right track for, for pitching, for sponsorship for 2020. Um, and I think it's really important that I do that in the middle of the year because so many people leave it until around now for the coming year um, that it's a bit late. So 
yeah, in the middle of 2019, we're going to be looking at 2020 sponsorship. So I think that will really help. Um, and I have a few kind of workbooks and notebooks coming out as well that will also help drivers with both branding and research too, because I think research is another really overlooked part of the, the sponsorship process. And then there's lots of stuff on offer for people looking for motorsport careers and working in uh, like building a business as well. So I'm just working on a big branding report aimed at businesses to kind of show how important motorsport sponsorship is, but also to give them a sense of what they should be doing with their content as well. Awesome. Yeah. So it's like us, like we're just forever dealing with sponsorship because I feel like every time is the right time to start with sponsorship. So like yeah. if they don't have their sponsorship, our race season starts in a couple more weeks. Um, yeah. And like our financial year ends in June. So mm-hmm. we're looking at their budgets come about March, April, May. So yeah. you want to just talk to, to sponsors for the 1920 year around about February, March to try and get those yeah. done to have it all signed off by June. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah. And then some people, you know, their race season's finished in September, October. So, or like maybe they even get to August and they're needing funds to finish off the year as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then of course, when they finish their race season, as I said, around October and November, then they're looking for funds to go, you know, to progress up to the next category in 2020. So, um, yeah, everyone yeah, kind of always asks me the question, when's the best time to see sponsorship? I'm like, forever. <laughs> like, every- yeah, always. Don't <laughs> stop. <laughs> get sponsorship. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it's quite different here. Obviously, we've got a smaller country, not as many competitors as what you guys have over there. Um, so it is a little bit different, but we just certainly don't have the amount of um, businesses to get behind the sport. And we've got, um, obviously, you guys would have the soccer probably being your number one sport and motorsport being two. Um, motorsport in Australia probably falls, falls around about the fourth or fifth. Um, okay. Sports. So, yeah, it is quite hard where we're competing with mm. AFL and rugby league and, and cricket in the summertime series. So, um, yeah, it's very difficult to try and stand out from the crowd when you are trying to compete for sponsors with other sponsors uh, mm. as well. And unfortunately here in Oz, we don't have much um, data behind sponsorship, unlike what you guys have over there. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we're always following the UK and uh, America to see what you guys are doing over there to stay on top of it here. And talking about Oz, have you been to Australia before, Jess? I haven't. I keep threatening to come over for the Bath- Bathurst 1000. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that would be really fun. Um, but I actually haven't. And I, don't, I don't know why. Because, you know, <laughs> I, like... I really love road trips. So a lot of what I do as a, as a journalist is road trip stuff. And I'd like to do kind of like a, an Australia road trip, but maybe get in a few big race events too. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely October is the time of the year to come over then September, September, October. Yeah. Just, well, I think about it for this year. <laughs> yeah. Just as it's coming out of our winter into our summer, which is always a nice mm. And it'd be great if you're coming here. I'm, no doubt I've put on a workshop for you. So. Oh, yeah, awesome. <laughs> so thank you very much for your time today, Jess. I really appreciate coming and talking about that book that I highly recommend. As I said, um, I'll have some um, here in Australia on hand, ready to sell um, straight up um, so you don't have to wait for the delivery to come across from the UK. So I always finish off, Jess, what is your favourite racetrack in, in, in the world, really? So I've got a few, I th- but I think my favourite ever has to be Brands Hatch here in the UK. I don't know whether that's just because I've had so many great events and experiences there 
you know, both as a journalist, a spectator, and a, as, you know, a team boss, etc. I just think it's just a really great track, the fact that it's quite, it's quite hilly, the corners are great, it's just really fun. Um, but then I, I am also quite fond of um, the, the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas, and I went there a few years ago and just absolutely fell in love. Uh, again, you know, a hilly track, great corners, I think that that's kind of my my uh, criteria which is a shame because i live in norfolk in the uk which is really flat and we have we have a great circuit here but really really flat so <laughs> snetterton's great because it's so nearby but want some hills yeah you like the adventure <laughs> i can see it <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> well, just thank you so much for coming on today i really appreciate your time and telling us all about your brand new book getting paid to raise thank you so much for having me and as I said, guys, we'll have all the links um, to Racing Mental, to Jet Social, any, every way to try and get in contact with Jess uh, and to hear about all her fantastic courses uh, that she's got and the ones that she's got coming up. Um, she's also got a closed Facebook group called the... It's the Racing Mental Sponsorship Community. Yes. Um, so feel free to go ahead and join that. But again, those, all those links will be in today's show notes. So once again, Jess, thanks very much for your time today. And um, if you come to Australia, make sure you let us know. I will. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Tea. Until next time, take care.